Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. Join us on Twitter, Cascade Hoop Talk, Facebook, Cascade Hoop Talk. If you like this podcast, please favorite, subscribe, and share it. Welcome to our conference update, and we'll begin in 30 seconds. Cascade Hoops Talk, Billy D. here. We have Brandon Baum with us. He's an assistant coach at Spring Arbor. He's going to join us today as we do a weekly review of the Crossroads League. Who's won, who's lost, what it's looking like in the conference. Of course, it's early, so we don't have a lot of game information on these teams, but we're going to go through what we have. Brandon, it's great to have you. Can you uh, talk about your role there at Spring Arbor? Yeah, sure, Bill. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate what you're doing for for NAI basketball and, and including us out here in, uh, in the Midwest and the Crossroads League, primarily Indiana schools, one Michigan school being us and one, one uh, Ohio school being Mount Vernon. But my role at Spring Arbor, I've been year 11 with Coach Ryan Cottingham, one of the one of the best coaches and leaders I've ever been around, and uh, just thrilled to do that. I'm fortunate enough to call myself the associate head coach, but I, I'm an assistant coach and just love everything about what we do at Spring Arbor. Well, I really, really appreciate it. And fans are, if fans are wondering, well, how do you have somebody's coach on to give us a, a review of the league? There's two ways that you can go about this. If you're trying to do leagues that you don't live near, you can either find somebody who, because the only two people that I know that intimately know a league is either somebody who coaches in that league and sees all the teams from that viewpoint or somebody who covers a team in the league. And with the uh, GPAC, uh, we have Steve Lin- Linsmeyer, who covers Jamestown, who helps us out. Brandon's offered to help us out with the crossroads. So we're just trying to give the fans the best perspective of, of what's going on. So, Brandon, today, uh, since this is fresh news, why don't we start with Bethel Pilots? Bethel Pilots went in and they upset Madonna. And then tell us what happened tonight. Yeah, they were at uh, Indiana Tech, who started the year uh, number 23 in the country um, NAI poll. And they beat them as well. Um, I think it was 99-84, second straight game. Bethel scored 99 against a ranked, a ranked opponent on the road. Obviously, they're playing very well right now and, and have to be happy with their start. Mr. Cruz, Travion Cruz for them, is, is an excellent, excellent player. Uh, he had 31 tonight, 27 the other night, and just, uh, again, a really nice start for Coach Draven. Not, a lot of new faces at Bethel, and people are just kind of figuring out and trying to see what, what that's going to look like, but man, what a start for those guys. It uh, makes, makes Crossroads re- League look really good. You know, we have to give a tip of the hat to uh, NAI Hoops Report. You know, they put out that top 25 prior to the NAI top 25, and when he was on this show, he said that he believed that the team that Steve Draven had fit, put together was a good fit for his style, and he believed that they would outperform expectations. So just to give a tip of the hat to NAI Hoops Report, uh, very knowledgeable. Yeah, if you don't read that, it's uh, it's good good stuff. Yeah, as you said, Trevian Cruz, 31 points, five rebounds tonight. And uh, Bethel has a couple of tests coming up, though. Uh, they've definitely surprised to this point. They go to IU South Bend. That's in the Chicago Conference. And then they have to play Siena Heights. So the next couple of games will kind of tell the story if if this run is real. We'll we'll get a good feel when they the two wins have been on the road. That's amazing, isn't it? It is. It's it's tough to do early in the year. Yeah, they're it's it's really impressive to get those two wins under their belt. Under their belt, I, uh, IU South Bend. That's a that's a backyard neighbor there to to Bethel. 
in Mishawaka, Indiana, and South Bend are, are neighboring towns, so that's kind of a rivalry game. And then uh, I'll be interested to see that Siena Heights game. It is going to be at Bethel, but Siena comes in and plays a really good brand of ball and a physical, um, you know, nice defensive brand of basketball. So uh, it's going to be – they scored 99 twice. We'll see if they can do it again. Probably not good news for you there in the uh, Crossroads League, but I'm glad to see, you know, Bethel is a program that has a long history and a long tradition, and it's it's always good to see those those programs get their footing again uh, with those programs that have such a long history. So they're definitely making yeah. some noise now. Uh, they sure are. So, Brandon, why don't we just go through the league? Uh, the best way I know to do this is just with the preseason poll and just kind of work our way down and, Obviously, so that means we start with Spring Arbor, which I know you're familiar with. Uh, you played in the WAC Crossroads Challenge last week. You know, I talked to you a little bit about this already. It looked to me in the Aquinas game, you you got just a little bit of a slow start, came out after halftime, had some good intensity, and especially on the defensive side. And even though it was a close game, it seemed to me you had control of that game most of the way. Yeah, they, they presented a different challenge for us. They they just pounded us on the offensive glass. They got 19 offensive rebounds and really was, was a reason they stayed in the game. And kudos to them. They, they're they very athletic and um, played us tough. It's funny, last year we started the year, picked eighth out of ten in the league, and now we're sitting starting the year at number one in the whole country. So it's a, it's a different um, style and, and motivation for our guys and to understand that when you have that number one next to your name, especially for a team that was picked eighth, and it was kind of a Cinderella story last year, that there's a the teams are going to come with a huge, huge uh, emphasis on, on trying to play the best they can against the number one team. It's a measuring stick for everybody. So Aquinas did a great job of that, and uh, we were fortunate to make some plays right out of halftime and, and get a little comfortable lead, and they kept just making big shots to keep the game close, and it was a, it was a good opener for us to, to survive with a win. And then the next day, you played a cornerstone team, ranked twelfth in the country. Took it to took you to overtime. You ended up losing that game in overtime. I thought that cornerstone uh, executed very well, especially late in the game. Uh, Christian Rodriguez, I thought, performed very good in in overtime. He had some some huge shots. I have to tell you though, I thought that Brandon Durnell all weekend long to me looked unstoppable. He is so strong, he can drag you outside, he can back you down, and if you double on him, he's so good at getting rid of the ball. Yeah, he's he's really come into his own um, this, these last year and a half, and it's fun to watch a kid that's just a basketball junkie. He referees all summer long and helps coach AAU, and just a junkie and, and in the gym all the time, and I'm just really proud of his success. And He's got some of the strongest hands I've ever seen. I mean, he's, he's probably an under, a little bit undersized for a post player, but man if he gets his hands on a ball it's it's his and he's, he has played well and, and we we have a a really nice scoring option with him and then of course Paul Marindat. Um I know Paul would say this himself he would he'd like to have played better on Saturday against Cornerstone and um and he will he, he's an All-American and we're gonna we know he's gonna play like an All-American and and could, again nice job by Cornerstone they hit and they hit timely shots uh we pride ourselves on on being a defensive team obviously um you know we're, we try to had the game in the 70s, and we, we have a two-point lead with 12 seconds to go and needed one stop and couldn't get it done, and then they uh, opened the overtime with back-to-back threes by Christian Rodriguez, and he played a whale of a game, finished with 25. So they they had to, they were they were ready to go, and, and they just outplayed us and made enough plays to win the game. Well, the nice thing is you have a mature group. They're a really good group of guys. I've said on this show before, I, 
I met a lot of them after the championship game, really wasn't impressed by their maturity. They'll certainly regroup, and, and this this is probably just to be a wake-up call because they didn't really play spring arbor ball, especially in that second game. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be just fine. Um, some of our leaders had mentioned to our younger guys, and it's a marathon, you know, it's still October. We're hoping to play into late March again or mid to late March, so... Um, the season is a marathon, and we just have to learn and get better every single day. And we feel like with a mature team, like you said, great leadership with, with Jeff Beckman and Paul and Luke Barber and Darnell and those guys, and we'll get this thing righted real quick. Well, we got to give credit to Kim Elder's team. They they came, they, they had a plan, and they executed it, and they executed very well. So, Absolutely. you know, you'll move past that. You have Rochester, and uh, then you play Concordia the next couple of games. I'm you have to travel to Rochester. How tough is that to travel there? Yeah, they're they're good. This is one of the first years in a few that they haven't been at least ranked or receiving votes. And you know what? I look at their team. They have a lot of veterans. I'm a little surprised they weren't picked higher in the WAC. They're they're a real nice team, and um, it'll it'll present a great challenge for us on a Wednesday night over there in the Metro Detroit area for you guys. Uh, they're just north of Detroit, uh, 30 miles or so. So. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow night. They play; they're very disciplined, well coached, and uh, they're not going to beat themselves. They play excellent defense, so it's going to be it's going to be a great challenge for us. So, anybody out in that area tomorrow night, get out and see that. You're going to see the number one team in the country and a very good Rochester team. You're you're probably going to see a war, I would guess. I think so. That we we play similar styles. Uh, so, Brandon, uh, next team down in the conference is uh, Indiana Wesleyan. Uh, they looked. In the in the WAC Crossroad Challenge, they looked unbeatable. Uh, they just played so well. Obviously, uh, Kyle Mangus is a very special talent. Uh, what I was really impressed with is uh, Seth Maxwell's game. Is he's matured both body wise and game wise so much from his freshman year. Uh, he just he looks so comfortable out there, and he's I don't know how tall he was nine feet tall. He's huge. Uh, <laughs> Seems like it, especially with the wingspan. Yeah, he's long. He's he's not only a seven footer; he's a long seven footer. Uh, they really looked good, though, didn't they? Yeah, they're they're impressive. They played at home, and um, every year you expect Indiana Wesleyan to to reload. Um, they lost some major pieces last year. Um, the guys that played a lot of minutes, but they they brought in some really good players, freshmen, and of course Mangus is is incredible. Little known fact, uh, maybe across the country. Him and Paul Marandat were in the same backcourt in high school in Warsaw, Indiana. So it's kind of kind of cool when we play. They're they're good friends of ours, so we have a lot of respect for their program. And they look very good. They shoot the ball so well, and they just keep bringing bodies at you. So they're they're definitely going to be around for a long time. Yeah, sure. they'll be in the conversation all year. They beat they beat Aquinas uh, by twenty, and then uh, Saturday they they kind of beat up on Cornerstone or no other no other way around. I'm sorry. Yep, other way around it. And it was funny. The game was, you know, they'd take a lead and maybe a small run and then take a lead again, and all of a sudden, boom, it's like a 13-0 run, and it's 25 points just like that. And that's what they're able to do with with their shooters and their players and just the, their style of play. And uh, they're, they're a lot of fun to watch, and, and we're, we're excited to get to compete with them at least twice this year and maybe more. And that crowd and those students really give them a lot of energy there in that home court. Oh, man, yeah, it's it's wild there. It's a lot of fun. Great atmosphere for small college basketball. And they've got a couple of tests coming up. They play uh, Union. Union always has a good program. They're in the Appalachian Conference. They're number 17. They have them coming up on Friday. 
we'll have to. Yeah, that'll well, be a fantastic challenge too. Yeah. Um, Indiana Wesleyan's played four games already, so that'll they might have a little more on film for Union to look at. Um, but you come into Marion, Indiana to play the Wildcats, you better be ready to go because they're they're very good at home and they looked like they were in midseason form. I should know that much on the weekend. Yeah, their first road test will be on Tuesday the twelfth. They go over to IU East, and that will not be a cakewalk. No, that's those are two you know teams that have made deep runs. We were fortunate enough to beat the IU East last year in the tournament. So it was their second year in a row in the Elite Eight, the final eight, the quarterfinals there. And last year they beat Indiana Wesleyan early in the year at Indiana. Wesleyan. Yes, they did. So yeah, always, they did. That's a big that's a big game for both of those schools. And so they, the IU East presents a lot of challenges too. Well, it'll be a fun one to keep our eye on. It'll be high stakes for both teams, right? Because IU East is going to want to be prove themselves, and you know Indiana Wesleyan the the same thing. They want to they want to prove themselves on the road. So we'll all mark that date. And then uh, yes, we will. Another another team that hasn't played yet, Mount Vernon Nazarene. They're ranked sixth in the nation. No shortage of ranked teams in this conference. <laughs> uh, tomorrow yeah. night they play uh, Kent State University at Tuscaroras. I probably said that wrong. I don't know much yeah, about that I, I'm program. I'm not real familiar with them either, to be honest with you. There's a lot of colleges in the state of Ohio, and that would be one of them. I don't know much about them, but I know Mount Vernon is very good. Knox there, Devin Knox is, is a really nice player. Jacob Paul does a great job running the point. They've got you know, Austin Jones in the post, and, and Isaac uh, White is a shooter. That's a really good basketball team. They're just they're disciplined. They guard you. They're fundamentally sound. They have a fantastic culture with Coach Ronai. He's done a fantastic job there. Again, we like that. We like their culture similar to ours, where we think that's one of our biggest strengths is our culture at Spring Harbor. And I know that's one of the strengths at Mount Vernon Nazarene too. And they're really good. I uh, last year they got into a uh, a dog fight with some people at the tournament, and it was just fun to watch. They're very very good. Well, Coach Coach Rone, he just he just kind of reloads there every year, and and they'll be ready to go. You know, a date fans should mark is Tuesday the fifth. They'll play Indiana Tech at Indiana Tech. Oh, that should be a yeah. good one. Uh, I'm That'd sure Ted Albert's looking forward to that one too. Yeah, Coach Albert does a really nice job with his guys, and he he, he lost some scoring from last year's team, but I know when I talked to him, he. He really likes his squad and the chemistry and, and feels like they can be really good this year in the WAC. So um, that's why even more impressive with Bethel. I watched some of that in the live stream tonight. And, uh, yeah, Bethel's, Bethel's something. And that brings us to Marion. They've, they've played once at Wright State Lake. They beat them soundly. What do you know about Marion, Brandon? Yeah, they are uh, obviously have made a couple good runs. They, they lost some, some pretty good talent when you talk about West Hours, Reggie. Sunal and uh, T.J. Henderson are all pro guys that are making a little money right now playing. I'm not sure if Wes is, but he certainly could if he wanted to. But, uh, but you know, one thing about that team is they've got six or seven or eight other guys that have played major minutes in, in major games for in, in the Crossroads League and at the national tournament. So they, they return a lot of guys that know how to play. They're right in Indianapolis, so um, they've got a really good talent pool to choose from. They've renovated recently and there's a lot of good things going on at Marion another great challenge and uh, a very good team in the crossroads I mean there's no no easy games in the crossroads as we go through this and you're seeing everyone's ranked receiving votes it seems like so well Marion always seems to pull talent out of somewhere they uh, they always seem to even no matter who they lose you just can never count them out Brandon that's that brings us to St. Francis another program with uh, great tradition they haven't 
played yet, but uh, what have you heard? Yeah, they're they're uh, starting the year twenty fourth in the nation, and um, that's a team that I I think is going to be on the rise in the crossroads league. I know they they played some younger kids last year and really competitive. Maybe didn't have enough to get over the top in some of the games. I know we were fortunate enough to hit a buzzer beater against them to win at their place um, late in the year, and again a close game. So um, we've heard good things about what they've got going on in the preseason. I know they they've really got an identity and, and a tradition there, and. And I know they're itching to get back to that national tournament, so um, I'm 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 not going to bet against St. Francis to to be hanging around the the league leaders. No, they definitely are, as we said, rich in tradition. And it looks like they they start this weekend. It looks like they're going down to Iowa to play in a tournament uh, over the next couple of weeks. We'll we'll get a feel for their where they're at too. Yeah, yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It's they, they're not they're like you said going to Iowa. That's that's awesome that they're going to do that and check things out there and they'll play anybody anywhere i know that much and then that that brings us to taylor they they played uh great lakes they beat them that was that was uh tonight they haven't they haven't really been tested yet they they do play uh, iu kokomo on the 12th they have a oh they played judson be a really good challenge and they played judson which beat madonna uh friday right so yeah taylor has has a lot of upperclassmen too that uh we, we've actually probably in the last 10 games against Taylor ourselves, they've come down to one or two possessions in probably eight or nine of those games. So they're, they got, they have some really nice players too that have played a lot of ball, really good guard play and, and their, their bigs are coming on. They like to, they like to spread the floor and shoot the three ball. So they're, they're, they're dangerous. That three ball makes, makes you dangerous if you can hit it. Yeah. And I'm interested when they, when they play IU Coke, I think IU Kokomo, I know that's way outside the crossroads league, but I think they're going to be very good this year. They have, they have almost everybody back and they had a good team last year. They did another, another tournament team and that state of Indiana, I'll tell you, it's, it's special down there. Of course, not a lot of division two schools. So a lot of these players are lining up in the NAI, which, which really makes it very competitive. And then we've yet to find out what Scott Moore over at Grace has up his sleeve. He just took over the program there. He's a heck of a nice guy. Uh, they play Lincoln Christian on Friday. They play uh, Michigan Dearborn on Friday the 8th. It looks looks like we'll have to wait a little bit to see how well they get tested. But I have a, I have a feeling that, that Scott Moore is going to have those guys competitive. Absolutely. He's, uh, he has, he's, he said the word competitive and coach Morris, he's a very competitive person. He was an excellent player for grace, uh, back in the day with his twin brother. So they had a lot, they had some really good teams and, um, yeah, he, they're going to be, they're going to be much improved and they've got a lot of returning experience as well. I'm bringing back a young man off of injury that I know they're really excited about. Um, that just is kind of a, a motor for him and Matt Jennings. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to see, uh, coach Moore and what they're going to do as well and we always have a lot of fun uh, when we play them too yeah I was able to interview him uh I don't know a week ago week and a half ago and I he really impressed me uh boy he's got the world on his shoulders though uh you know taking over for a legend like that I know he has a long history both in the area and at the school I think his story is so interesting you know he went to Australia and played professional basketball with his brother and then his brother coached at Mount Vernon Nazarene and that family just has a long history don't they they do um they've, they've been around Grace College a long time and he does coach coach Kessler is one of the best in the business one of the nicest guys uh, we've met 
as far as uh, coaches go. So he does have some big shoes to fill, but I know he's very motivated to do that. And uh, when you come back and coach your alma mater, there's, there's just a little something extra there that you want to you want to prove yourself even more, you know. Yeah, I, I wish him well. Of course, uh, I, I I know you do too every night, except for when he plays Spring Arbor. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, and that that brings us down a couple teams that or one team that hasn't hasn't played yet. Huntington, uh, we just don't know too much about them yet. And then uh, Goshen, Huntington and Goshen. Um, Huntington is, is always an interesting team. They had they have a, a young guy contributing last year that was on the all freshman team, and he's back and he's he's a very nice scorer in the league. Um, of course, uh, Coach Platson Connors, an excellent shooter. Um, some of the one of the quickest releases in the league, and and they're they're dangerous. So they can score the ball. That's for that's for sure. And Goshen, um, yeah, they coach Trope over there. He he hasn't playing hard. Um, last year, I know we're talking about this year, but just to tell you, they they, they finished in the bottom spot in the crossroads, but they ended up beating Indiana Wesleyan once last year. That that's no easy task in itself. So I know Coach Trope will have the boys ready to go, and they play hard and and with purpose every single night as well. Well, there's there are several conferences around the country where every night you better strap it up, and uh, one of them is definitely the Crossroads League. Well, Brandon, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, the Crossroads League is always fun to talk about; very competitive, a lot of talent. It makes your job hard, but it sure makes good basketball for the fans and anybody who lives in any any Crossroads League town. Get out, buy some season tickets, get out there and support these young athletes. As I always say, this is some of the best basketball in the nation, and it's the entertainment value, best entertainment value in America. Uh, get out and support these teams. So, Brandon, uh, we'll try to find a day next week when we can do another review, see where these teams are, see uh, who's gone up, who's gone down. Uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, thank you for having me. It's going to be an exciting year in the Crossroads League. You you get you get through the Crossroads and get to the National Tournament, anything can happen because the league prepares you so well. It's so fun to last year to get to that tournament and see teams like Oregon Tech and Jamestown and teams you read about and hear about and just get to know a little better. And, yeah, I really appreciate you putting a spotlight on the, on the Crossroads League for us here. So let's talk next week, and there's a lot of hoops to be played between now and then. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun year. Thank you, Brandon. All right, have a good night.